0: Hello, and welcome to The Future of Mobility, the KPMG podcast series for global mobility leaders. In today's episode, we talk to Jill Hemphill, partner at KPMG in the US. Thanks for joining us over the phone today, Jill. Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me. So Jill, let's get right to it. Where mergers and acquisitions and spin-offs have become central to the strategies of most global companies, possibly now more than ever, what trends are we seeing most with human resources and mobility professionals?
1: business models are absolutely changing. They're continuously being impacted by globalization and particularly digital disruption, which is causing an increase in mergers and acquisitions and offs. These transactions have really become central to the strategies for most global companies. And these transactions tend to have very accelerated timelines and have a, a very strong impact on employees. Uh, they raise a host of challenges for the human resource and global mobility teams.
0: Jill, as you mentioned, acquisitions, spin offs, and initial public offerings, IPOs, can involve a range of challenges for HR professionals and their workforces. What would you say are some of the key issues, and how can they be addressed and, and navigated?
1: Depending on the type of transaction, whether we're talking about an acquisition, a disposition, an IPO, or a spin off, you, you'll raise a slightly different set of HR issues in each of those, but there are a number of common themes. It almost always involves changes to the business operating model. And that creates a ripple effect across the entire HR organization, including potential changes in compensation strategies, benefits and retirement plans. Uh, You may have the need for changes or enhanced severance packages. And there's also gonna be um, very meaningful retention questions that are asked at the time of any deal. Those are the sort of fundamental issues that underlay all of the various compliance and legal matters. We think about mobile employees in particular, some of the key issues that are involved, um, potentially sending assignees into new countries or increasing the number of localizations or repatriation. So you're bringing two organizations together or dividing two organizations, and each of those will have different ramifications for the the mobile employees. Um, We need to think through harmonization of policies And there's very often um, sometimes new and significant data requests around the mobile population related to immigration status, tax and any ongoing audit issues. I think the best first step in tackling some of these complex issues is to have a team that's really well-prepared and familiar with the transaction. The team needs to understand the overall purpose and the goal of the deal. And this will help ensure that they prioritize issues uh, in, in the best fashion that's going to be most effective uh, for a, a smooth M&A process. Uh, there's going to be tremendous demands on the HR team, as well as the business units that you support, regardless of the type of transaction. And all of these these additional uh, demands will come over and above their normal day-to-day responsibilities. So planning is essential, and having a, a strong, well-implemented project plan will help you navigate these, uh, these challenging uh, transactions. Your team also needs to really understand the timing of the deal. What is the due diligence period? When will a letter of intent be signed? And when will a deal close? Those are sort of the key milestones that we're typically dealing with. Within the context of those mi- major deal mi- milestones, the HR and mobility teams need to be thinking about what tasks can and should happen prior to signing a letter of intent. That's typically the basic due diligence items. What happens between sign and close when you still may have some limits on communication, but you're getting closer and closer to, you know, actual uh, closing and and implementation? And then what comes after closing? What, What are the critical items for the first 100 days? and then beyond. I also think it's important for HR and mobility leaders to do a realistic assessment about their internal resources and determine where they may need additional outside support to navigate the deal process. Very few organizations do enough M&A activity to have a fully staffed internal HR team dedicated to transactions. Most would tend to supplement their team with outside specialists during these busy M&A transactions. And so taking that inventory and sort of knowing where you'll need to plug some gaps and get some additional assistance uh, prior to getting into the heat of the deal I think will help everyone uh, get get through this uh, these sometimes stressful times but with uh, uh, get, get through it very efficiently.
0: So, Jill, you've mentioned a number of general HR issues that should be top of mind for HR leaders. Can we take a moment to drill down on some of the mobility-specific issues?
1: Uh, the, the way I think about this is, For every item that's on the HR leader's agenda, whether it be equity compensation, severance and retention, retirement plans, benefits, employment contracts, each one of those, there's a subset of issues that should be thought about for the mobile population. So, for example, the deal documents and the deal process will negotiate the overall impact on equity and incentive plans. The mobility leaders will need to then take that information and funnel that down to an, a mobile employee's experience where we may be sourcing uh, equity compensation. And how does whatever was negotiated impact uh, the sourcing outcome as well as the process that you might undertake? Similarly, when severance and retention bonuses maybe uh, would be common in a deal scenario, those may have unique implications from a tax perspective for mobile employees um, beyond the basic tax implications that we see for local employees. One of the unique issues that HR often will be dealing with, maybe in, in conjunction with the legal team that is specific to mobile employees is immigration. So during the course of a deal, There may be some uncertainty until relatively late in the deal process or even immediately after closing as to whether assignees will be staying where they are, returning home, or potentially moving to a third country. The mobility teams need to try to anticipate as much of that as possible and ensure that they're communicating appropriate timelines as the business leaders are making some of those decisions. Uh, We all know that immigration requires a little more lead time and is one of the the M&A issues that that really is very specific and and kind of operates on its own time frame uh, vis-a-vis the broader employee population.
0: Jill, with all these issues to navigate, how do you think HR teams can be more effective in the M&A process and better understand their role?
1: I think the first step is, again, to be very familiar with the deal process itself and stay close to the stakeholders uh, that are negotiating the deal. Uh, You'll likely have an internal deal team working closely with an outside law firm. Uh, Your tax colleagues will likely be closely involved. And making sure that you're sharing information across all those stakeholder groups is, is a great first step. The HR team needs to be ready to quickly engage at various points in the process you're likely to have an outline of the timeline, but the timelines do tend to change. And so, again, it's important that the HR team be ready to mobilize quickly uh, as needed uh, based on the timing of the, of the deal negotiations and uh, signing and closing process. The HR and mobility teams, they, they need to speak the language of the deal team. They need to understand those timing issues that I mentioned. And they also need to understand the type of employee-related agreements that are being negotiated. I think one of the key examples in almost every deal these days is around equity or general incentive plans. Those items will always be fleshed out in the deal documents to say what's happening, um, you know, where there's conversion or, or cutoffs related to equity or other incentive plans. And it's important that the HR team be involved in those discussions, understand the negotiation process, weigh in because they will have great practical information about how these plans are administered and how the employees will perceive decisions that are being made during the negotiation process. The HR teams can also better understand their role in specific uh, transactions, I think, by asking themselves a few questions at the outset of the deal. What are the strategic and business rationale for doing this deal? Why is the, uh, the organization spinning off, say, a division or a business unit? Why are you acquiring a company closely related to that? Or what are the plans for management for the overall business in a spinoff? You'll be setting up a new management team in an acquisition. You'll be acquiring a management team. Will those folks likely stay with a new organization or will they be transitioning out of the organization? What will be the employees general perception of the deal and their future career opportunities? Those things will help you shape an effective communication strategy. To make sure that you retain the right people and that you, again, minimize the stress on the overall organization. I have to think through who's critical to the business, both from a short term and a long term perspective. And again, that may go back to the purpose of the deal. What is the rationale here? Are you separating an organization or are you potentially acquiring a new product, uh, a particular skill set? or maybe, you know, new geographic locations. And I think one of the overarching uh, items to, again, for the HR and mobility teams to ask themselves are what are sort of the new or different challenges that may arise in terms of attracting, retaining, or developing your employees once the transaction closes? If it's a spinoff, again, will you now be a smaller organization with different needs around attracting, retaining, and developing or are you acquiring and becoming a much larger organisation, which again would would raise different challenges on those points.
0: Okay, so when the deal moves to implementation, can you take us through what roles HR and mobility teams play in the process?
1: I think one of the key roles that the HR team uh, plays in this process is to lead the overall uh, project plan for all HR matters and be responsible for driving those key components of the overall strategy. So again, a lot of partnering with tax, legal, finance, and other functions. And the specific tasks will be dependent on the type of deal. An IPO looks a bit different than an acquisition versus a spinoff. So again, having that detailed project plan and knowing where and when the HR professionals need to jump into the process will be critical. Uh, HR will typically be responsible for managing the internal employee communications as well. So laying out a, a good strategy, uh, communicating information on a timely basis uh, as appropriate as, as the details are developing. There will be a real thirst for information, um, some of which will be time-sensitive and and maybe not – able to disclose everything, you know, sort of immediately to to all of the employees. But having that plan of sequencing, where can employees get initial information? Where can they go with subsequent follow-up questions? Um, and thinking through the, the communication medium is also important. Are you an organization that has a culture of in-person communication? Is it going to be webcasts, videos? Will there be written FAQs? All of those things again play into a successful communication strategy. One of the other um, relatively new but but sort of very hot topics in the M uh, and A integration and separation strategies are talent and cultural assessment. And again, these are led by the HR team. So really thinking through what does this mean for our talents? What does it mean for our culture? Um, culture is you know not exclusive. Uh, the exclusive responsibility of the HR community, but they do often drive some of the key components of either reinforcing the culture or shaping it uh, as an organization changes. Uh, HR mobility will also, I think, lead the business and the employees on getting up to speed on new processes, new policies around compensation and benefits. Thinking through the HR operating model, again, from an HR technology perspective, HR service centers, all of those items, uh, there will be implications from the M&A uh, activity on all of those parts of the, the HR process. And, and, again, the HR leaders and mobility leaders uh, will be responsible for anticipating the issues and setting up uh, uh, proper impre- implementation plans uh, to minimize disruption of the business.
0: Finally, Jill, and based on your operational and strategic experience, do you have any advice that you'd want to leave our listeners with today?
1: Well, I think there's a few things. Um, first, with growth and innovation at the core of so many corporate strategies these days, and top talent being a key success factor in the, the M&A transaction, HR and mobility teams can really play a central role in facilitating these deals and ensuring that they, they succeed. Uh, the HR and mobility community should be involved early, and throughout the deal process and again with their role being shaped depending on the type of transaction so for example preparing for an IPO the HR team needs to be ready for higher scrutiny heightened sensitivity to compliance uh, and public disclosures of things like compensation information officer comp there's a host of HR related matters that will have much higher visibility in a post-IPO world as opposed to a pre-IPO world. In the case of a spinoff, often the experience is around uh, the just general employee experience and making sure that employees are are comfortable in where they're landing vis-a-vis the original company versus the spinoff company. A key part of this is determining which employees will remain and which will move to the new company, and then tailoring the new compensation approaches, retention strategies where necessary, uh, and engaging those employees so that they understand their particular role with the new company. In acquisitions, uh, the focus is often, again, on, re- on identifying the key retention needs and synergies for the integrated company. Sharing information with talent is always key. Um, so, again, the communication strategy is an important part of this type of transaction uh, similar to the spin-off. And lastly, if we think about integrations and separations and bringing it back again to mobility specifically, it's a it's a good time to relook at policies, think about operational changes that may either be on the short-term agenda or potentially long-term agenda as an, an organization evolves. Um, there may be newer, different mobility technology solutions that should be Um, built into that longer-term plan. Localization, again, is a hot topic. And so anytime you go through an organizational change, I think many mobility leaders will ask, should we have more localization? Should we have different types of localization? And it's also a time when many organizations will look at their own internal function and say, are we focused on the right thing? Should we be insourcing more activities? Should we be outsourcing more activities? Are we strategically aligned to our overall talent strategy, uh, again, within our subset of automobile mobile
0: employees. Jill, that's great. Thanks. You've given our listeners a lot to think about.
1: Yes. Uh, thanks for uh, having me on the podcast today.
0: Please let us know what you think of this episode. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please email us at tax at kpmg.com. And remember, you can find our latest publications, articles and other material that address the issues discussed in this ongoing podcast series at home.kpmg forward slash future of mobility. Thanks for listening.